Daisy McManus, Treasurer for the National Association for Black Accountants and a Disney Global and Travel Expense Intern. I am an accounting major and will be graduating in the fall semester of 2021. My co-host today is Olivia Cortell. She is in her junior year and is studying finance. Olivia, tell, tell those listening a little bit about yourself. Hey everyone, my name is Olivia Control and I'm currently a rising junior, the president of Women in Business, as well as serving as the current SJ student body treasurer. Together, Deja and I are your co-hosts for episode three, Business Beats Lessons in Leadership. This podcast is designed to give COB and EC students all the ins and outs to achieving success after graduation. As a reminder, we are recording through Microsoft Teams. For our audience listening live, please send in your questions through the meeting chat and we'll get to as many as we can. Welcome, Angela. Nice to have you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Angela, first, tell us about your company, Dexcom, and your job responsibilities as Senior Regional Account Executive. Dexcom is the developer and manufacturer of continuous glucose monitors for diabetes management. As a Senior Regional Account Executive, I work with payers throughout the Southeast, which would include Blue Cross Blue Shield accounts, state health plans, and Medicaid accounts. And what I do with them is work mainly with pharmacy and medical directors to inform them on the clinical benefits of the device and to ultimately try to gain access for the members to use the device. Awesome. As a rising junior, it is helpful to see how people have grown throughout their career. Can you take us through your journey from college graduation to your current position at Dexcom working with market access accounts? Yes. So I started in advertising, a traditional advertising agency, McKinney and Silver, out of the Raleigh area and uh, got a lot of great experience there. And from there, around five years later, I went to business to business sales. And I knew that I really enjoyed sales. And I think that just comes with, um, you know, being a business major, actually. And I was marketing concentration and knowing that I really enjoyed connecting um, with other people. But from the business to business sales side, I really wanted to have an impact on other people and not just sell something that might not benefit other people. And so that led me to search for pharmaceutical sales positions. And I started with Roche. And then I went to a company called Novo Nordisk where I had many great experiences. It's also a diabetes focused company. And I was able to really expand upon my career there through different opportunities, working in sales, sales management, marketing, and then finally to market access. Around four years ago, I transferred over to Dexcom. So I've been in that diabetes space for a number of years and really enjoy it and have learned a tremendous amount. That's a great perspective. So that kind of leads me into our next question about um, transitions. So many students will find themselves transitioning into an unexpected sector of their career. And as you just explained, you had to go through a couple of transitions. So was that hard for you to do? And how did you manage going through those transitions specifically from your sales to your market access accounts? I wouldn't say it was hard. Um, I've been fortunate, but being fortunate comes with um, hard work and focus and setting goals. But I also would say you will experience um, in your careers different turns that maybe you're not expecting. For example, 
when I worked with Roche, I was doing very well. But they, we had a call one day right before the holidays, and they said, we're going to displace or reorganize our sales force, which means half of you on the call will no longer be working here next year. And so that happened to me. And when it did, I just took that as there must be another opportunity that's waiting for me. I used all the resources available to me to um, find another position. I connected with other people in the industry. And within a couple of months, I was very fortunate to work for Nova Nordisk. So transition um, is, is part of life, whether you're doing it per, uh, personally or doing it professionally. And it's really, to me, been about looking at it in a positive way and also taking advantage of those opportunities when you transition. So um, just going along the journey and continue to learn just like you do in school. I think what you said about um, taking kind of a positive mind or view on things um, kind of leads into our next question. So with a background in sales, I hear you follow several professional development speakers. Can you share some of your favorite quotes or words to live by and why they resonate with you? Yes. Um, one of the very first motivational speakers I heard in my early 20s was Brian Tracy. He's still a well-known speaker today. And one of the things he talks about is 85% of what you accomplish in your career and your personal life will be determined around how you can influence others to understand what you're trying to do. And that is so true. I talk to people around be articulate, communicate what you want to communicate. And another one I have used um, and was taught to me was be bright, be brief, and be gone. So we don't, we might want to be, um, say a lot of words, and there's times for that, especially if we're talking maybe with our personal family or our friends. But in your career, sometimes it's best to be bright, be brief, and be gone. Another um, motivational speaker that I follow is Les Brown. And I hope these are ones that if people aren't aware of them, that they will research or look up and you can follow them on their social media accounts as well. But Les Brown talks about really optimizing every opportunity you have. And one of the quotes that I like that he talks about is, in every day there are 1,440 minutes. That means you have 1,440 daily opportunities to make a positive impact, which is so true. And then most recently, I was introduced to an author, and her name's Alexandra Carter, and I started following her. And she's quite impressive, and she's a best-selling author. She's a mother. She's um, works has you know a, a very well-respected profession, and her book is Ask for More: Ten Questions to Negotiating Anything. And so I have not read her book yet, but I do plan to but I'm following her post and it's quite impressive. So she is another um, young lady I would think that most people would want to, to follow or possibly read her book because she talks about negotiating again, not only in your career, but also in your personal life because it's all a negotiation really. So going back to your point about communication, um, obviously we're in a bit of a different environment being virtual. So uh, are there any tips that you have for uh, really good virtual communication in the professional world? I would say 
you know, to be honest, transparent, and to try to make the best of what we have to do. Obviously, this pandemic has created a lot of opportunities for us, but it's also created challenges. And thankfully, we have the technology now that we're able to do this because we didn't even have this type of technology even just 10 years ago to these platforms that we have today. But I would say, I believe we are all ready to see our colleagues and uh, others that we want to engage with through different community organizations um, or work in person again. And we're starting to do that. But I would just say, um, be prepared, right? You have to be prepared. And so when you're talking through Zoom, when you're talking through Microsoft Teams or any other platform, it's all about preparation and just putting out your best self all the time. I am a big believer in dressing for success. I'm a big believer in always putting your best foot forward. And just because you're working at home versus maybe in a boardroom or meeting in an office shouldn't change the way you prepare or how you present yourself. So um, when many students are beginning their career, many look forward to traveling for work. What has been your most interesting experience while traveling for work? I've had a lot of interesting experiences with work, including um, spending the night in airports when your flight doesn't go. So, I, but that's just an aside. I would say really overall, the most interesting experiences have been seeing places that I likely never would have traveled to personally. And also most importantly, understanding that yes, it is a small world, but it's also a very large world. And that experience um, for me has helped me appreciate other cultures, other geographies, and it's really helped broaden my view of life and those and, and when I say that I've just had a great opportunity through my career to learn a lot um, through physician groups I've worked with through different locations I've been and how individuals across our country and, and other countries I've been to Denmark several times with work how they go about their everyday life and which may be different than what we do here in eastern North Carolina. I definitely am excited to get back to traveling once everything is back to normal. Um, so throughout school, we always hear how important goal setting is. Um, do you have any advice for students when it comes to setting goals and executing a plan to reach those goals? Absolutely. I believe we've probably all heard that if you set goals, you're more likely to achieve them. We can see that through some of the greatest um, individuals in sports. We can see that through many individuals' careers. I mentioned Brian Tracy earlier. One of the things he said during that motivational talk that has, uh, has stayed with me is that he said, always write down your goals. And maybe today we type our goals, but always write down your goals. And he said, you would never go to the grocery store without a list. Well, maybe we do, but I don't. And so... I have found that if you write down your goals and you set a time frame to your goals, 
that likely you will achieve them. If you go through and don't say, I want to do this or I want to do that, it's likely you, you may not achieve it. And that's where the time frame comes in. So if I say, I really want to move this Blue Cross Blue Shield account in 2021, I need to have specific time frames around what I'm doing to move that account. I can't just say, I'm going to move it. And so being really specific and then writing down your goals and then also realizing you may not achieve all your goals. You may not, or you might need to take a different path and that's okay too. But if you don't have them written down, you're likely not going to achieve them, right? So when you start a class today, I'm sure everyone says, I want to make an A. Maybe you make a B, but how are you going to go about making an A? So you mentioned a bit earlier, when you travel, you get to learn about new cultures, and that is really relevant um, to today because many companies are beginning to find ways to encourage a work environment that's more tolerant of diversity. So what are some ways that Dexcom has built a workplace that is welcoming to diversity and encourages inclusion? I think this is an extremely important topic, and especially when you work for a global company, as I do, you need to you need to understand um, what everyone's values are and, and and appreciate and respect those. So one of the ways that Dexcom does that is we have a vice president of diversity and inclusion. And something else that we do as an organization is we have different groups um, where we uncover maybe systemic racism or we have a group called Pride that I am an ally in. So it's Pride Month, if everyone's not aware of that. And this helps support the LGBTQ community. Um, I have learned a tremendous amount listening and participating in this group with work. And it really has helped me understand some of what those individuals have been to and to appreciate where they are. So that's just one example. We also have a faith group. We also have a veterans group, um, but we have many groups so that individuals as employees identify with Dexcom, but individuals as employees also identify personally um, with where they fit. And I feel that having those opportunities for individuals and employees to express that and to connect with other employees who are like them or to learn from those employees really helps engage that employee more. So it's extremely important, and it goes back to what we talked about. It, it, it is a large world, and we need to all appreciate and respect that. You mentioned that uh, there was recently a position created for the VP of Diversity and Inclusion, and that just kind of sparked something in my mind with Greek life on campus. There has been a big push recently to create a director position for diversity. Um, and I think that's a great change coming onto campus and throughout Panhellenic as a as a whole. Um, and while you were a student at ECU, you served as Alpha Delta Pi's president, treasurer of Panhellenic, and held a seat on the Judicial Review Board. What advice do you have for students who may be interested in joining Greek Life or other campus organizations? And what skills did you gain from these positions? It's absolutely important, I believe, especially in a large school like East Carolina University 
to be part of an organization of some sort so that you can have a connection of individuals that help support you. So when I was part of that sorority and some of those young ladies are still my closest friends today, 30 plus years later, it gave me an instant connection to individuals. We studied together. We did community work together. We grew together. And so I believe it's absolutely important for people to join an organization. And what do you learn from it? You learn leadership. You learn respect. You learn working together, teamwork. You learn collaboration. You learn, um, again, maybe it's, maybe you start to learn about having um, different interests and there might be conflict there. You're going to have conflict in the workplace. And so um, you learn a lot of things, right? Because we're not all going to agree, but you also learn about how to find your voice and speak up. And um, a lot of those leadership roles as well really helped increase my confidence level because you need to be a leader. We're all leaders, whether you're leading people or whether you're part of a group where you're contributing, you're, you all, everyone is a leader. Um, it's just a matter of how much are you going to lead? And so finding your voice and being able to speak your voice is important. And, and that was one of the things that East Carolina and those groups helped me with as well. So you mentioned um, really connecting with people and many students struggle with the idea of networking, especially looking at the post pandemic environment with everything being virtual. So do you have any advice on how students can expand their network and use networking to grow professionally? Yes, number one, I encourage everyone in college to have a LinkedIn account if they don't. LinkedIn is that professional organization and employers today will be looking at that to see if you have a profile or what your experiences have been and what you're doing in school. So that's that's a number one. That is a one of the main ways that people will search for people now um, as well. I am very happy in my job, but I get a lot of uh, recruiters contacting me through LinkedIn because they see my profile. So LinkedIn's extremely important. And just realizing, and I really didn't realize this as much until later in life, that everyone can be a connection. And what I mean by that is even individuals that I went to school with at ECU that maybe I didn't know as well, I might be helping one of their children find a job today. And so everyone is a connection, whether it's, again, through school, whether it's through your community organizations or maybe a church, whether it's through your parents, friends, it's all about connecting to people. Uh, you absolutely, and I have, you know, interviewed for positions where I didn't know anyone, did not have a connection, and I was able to get the position. But if you have a connection in life, it's going to likely help you. And so I would just say, always be open, use LinkedIn, use every resource you have. I recently had a student from NC State call me who was a senior who had been searching for a position and also one from ECU that was in a sorority and my um, friend's child asked me if I would speak to her. She was frustrated, they were both were frustrated because they didn't have a position yet and they'd only interviewed maybe two times and sent a couple of resumes out. 
And what I said to them was, let me look at what you have and let's talk through how you're going to articulate what you can do for an organization. But my point is, I never would have spoken to those individuals had it not been through a connection. And so use all your resources and use your connections. Um, and I also just want to make one other point with that. When I say resources, that might be your career center. That might be an advisor that you don't think would be willing to talk to you, but they will be willing to talk to you. That might be someone, again, through uh, another connection in life. So use all your resources and be prepared <laughs> and be willing to and be willing to listen and, and to move forward with that. That's fantastic. I think going off um, a couple questions ago, um, just creating those connections. I think student orgs are a wonderful way to do that and really meet people kind of outside your um, bubble. Um, it definitely has opened up a lot of doors for me and getting to know even faculty and staff that I would never have come in contact with. Um, but on to our next question. Since the pandemic started, there has been a large shift in people working from home. Do you see this trend of flex work arrangements staying post pandemic? And how do you think this will affect company culture? I do think we will see some adaptation to this, especially in certain businesses, or there may be more. You go into the office for two to three days and you work at home for a few days or two to three days. We are exploring that as well as an organization. And some of the accounts I've even worked with were doing some of that prior to the pandemic. I absolutely think that is a great option, but I also believe in the interaction of being able to look someone in the eye, not just through a computer and being able to shake their hand. And we know from research, um, we used to see this with national sales meetings for the sales teams that there would be a very large surge in performance after a large meeting because people are motivated uh, by each other and by being together. So while I think it's great that we do again have the technology for today and that has helped us through this pandemic, I believe human interaction and engagement with people is essential. Uh, and and for many, working alone in a silo uh, is difficult. It's difficult. Um, some people don't work well at home. They need to go into an office. And for some, it, it can be um, depressing. So I would say that we. I'm looking forward to, again, I, I will see some of my colleagues for the first time in one month. And I'm ecstatic about it. <laughs> That's so great. So you mentioned um, how connections can help you kind of move up in your career. And you recently received a promotion that allows you to cover more national accounts. First of all, congratulations. And what have you learned thus far from working with larger accounts? Thank you. It's really around managing business complexities. And one of the things I think is important and I learned early on is You should always, if you receive a promotion, do it for the right reasons. You may financially make more money in that promotion, but 
the more time you spend, the less you really make. And so the more responsibility you take on, the more responsibility you take on. And so you're going to be spending more hours and managing more complexities with work. So what I've learned um, in my career and in this position as well, it's always about teamwork. It is not about you alone. And I heavily rely on the individuals I work with as they rely on me to help create success in our end goal. But uh, what I'm learning quickly right now is I have several clients on different time zones, which I've always worked across multiple time zones, and some are very focused on their time zone. And so I'll just say, again, you have to adapt and help people feel comfortable, and you have to be willing to do what it takes to get the job done. And with work ethic and persistence and transparency, you will get those things done. So as we wrap up, do you have any last quotes or memorable phrases you'd like to share with us? I do. I have two. And one is from an ECU business graduate, Vince McMahon, and he also has been a very large supporter for East Carolina University. Again, I encourage everyone to, to read about these individuals. He is working for and, and has been one of the inspirations behind the World Wrestling Entertainment. And he says, I guess maybe another gift I have is a great work ethic. So I just want to say to that, don't ever discount work ethic. I've heard people, some of the greatest people in sports say this. You may not always be the smartest person in the room. I used to try to hire people that were smarter than me, obviously, but work ethic will get you to the next level. Because um, I would say, I usually know that I'm one of the hardest working people, regardless of where I've been with work. Not the hardest working, maybe, but one of the hardest working. So work ethic is extremely important. So I really appreciate that quote from him. And then the second one and last is from Ann Sweeney, and she's a former Disney media executive. And she says, define success on your own terms and achieve it by your own rules and build a life you are proud to live. And I believe that is a nice closure to our discussion because it is really about your own terms, having confidence in yourself and knowing that the sky is the limit for what you want to do and you are the one to set it. Thank you, that is so inspirational. I wanna thank you so much for taking time to uh, speak with us and thank you everyone for listening to the College of Business, Business Beats, Lessons in Leadership. <laughs>